right, folks, welcome aboard Philip Ward Show. On this Thursday night, it is 11.06 on the East Coast, 8.06 on the West Coast, and indeed today, we have now entered, and by the way, the news coming out today, this is, let me give you the headline here, right? FDA puts new limits on Johnson and Johnson vaccine in quotation marks. I say the word vaccine, by the way, I'll tell you why in a second, due to rare blood clotting condition. Okay, that's why we count, folks. Today is the 780th day of slowing the spread. Remember all those people. Let's see. DN CDC director Rochelle Walensky, Joe Unity Biden, Rachel Maddow, remember her over on MSDNC? All these people were saying, well, once you get the vaccine, then you can't get COVID anymore. Oh, really? Because we're still having people get COVID. Now we have this. So, and again, I say vaccine. And by the way, I'm not, if, if you want to go get the vaccine, you by all means go ahead. But if you don't want to get it, you shouldn't be shunned. There shouldn't be people say, oh, well, he's he or she is a is an anti-vaxxer. I mean, that's just not how this game should be played. Let me give you the definition, though, of vaccine. Ready for this? A substance used to stimulate the production of antibodies and provide immunity. So obviously, if you've gotten the vaccine and then... You're still, people are still getting COVID though. So just by root definition of vaccine, it's not a vaccine. Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson. Now the FDA, oh boy, they're really going after Johnson and Johnson here today. But just by root definition, folks, you can't go out calling it a vaccine because it does not provide immunity. Uh, I'll give you the whole definition, by the way. Substance used to stimulate the production of antibodies provide immunity against one or several diseases. Prepared the causative agent of a disease, its products, or a synthetic substance treated to act as an antigen without inducing the disease. Okay, so earlier, so there, so that's the definition of vaccine. Earlier today, FDA now putting a new limits, they say, new limits on a good old Johnson and Johnson and their vaccine. Remember, the one-shot vaccine, which I do believe, by the way, I think, um, let's see, 18.7 million doses of Johnson and Johnson's vaccine, quotes, have been administered in the United States. So of those near 19 million Americans, what are they supposed to be thinking right now, given this news today? Though it'll go a little more in depth on it. Uh, FDA revised its emergency authorization to sharply limit the use of Johnson & Johnson's COVID vaccine due to a rare but potentially fatal, how about that, huh? Blood clotting condition called, folks, check out the names on this, by the way. Call it TTC and move on. That's it. Only individuals who are 18 years of age and older who would, quote, otherwise not receive a COVID vaccine due to availability on their choice should now take Johnson & Johnson's one-shot regimen. So, I mean, listen to all of this. Clay Travis, um, founder of OutKick, uh, uh, talk radio host as well, 
he's got a, a great take on this, which uh, I'll get to in a minute here. Um, our action, quote, reflects our updated analysis of the risk of TTS following administration of this vaccine and limits the use of the vaccine to certain individuals. That's uh, the director of the FDA Center for Biologics, uh, Biologics, excuse me, uh, Evolution and Research, Peter Marks, uh, is this guy's name. Uh, says, uh, we've been closely monitoring the Janssen COVID vaccine and occurrence of TTS following its administration and have used updated information from our safety surveillance systems to revise the EUA. Now, see the um, emergency use. They say here, health officials have already confirmed 60 cases of TTS following Johnson & Johnson's vaccine, nine of which, listen to this now, nine of which have been fatal. So nine people have died so far. How about this? According to the DNCDC, women between the ages of 30 and 49 most vulnerable to the blood clotting disorder. I don't know. To, to me, I don't think that's any good news. Definitely not for Johnson & Johnson and Big Pharma, by the way. Always remember, Big Pharmaceuticals, folks, always about profit. Don't forget that. And then, if you remember this, this was back in February. CNBC reports Pfizer's COVID vaccine. Remember, they want the emergency use and get it into children. Well, guess what? Kids between the ages of 5 to 11, when it came to the Omicron, or as Joe used to say, Omicron variant, the Pfizer vaccine, in quotes, was just 12% effective. How about that? Pfizer BioNTech's uh, two-dose COVID vaccine provided very little protection for children aged 5 to 11 during the wave of Omicron infection right here, you bet, in the Empire State of New York. New York State Department of Health found the effectiveness of Pfizer's vaccine against COVID infection plummeted from 68% to just 12% for kids. So if the, if the Pfizer vaccine is really providing not a whole lot of immunity at all to children, remember we still had the Democratic Party and the teachers unions who were saying, oh, well, we, the, the conditions just aren't right yet for kids to return to the classrooms BS the whole way. That's all it was. It was nonsense. You were going to have ventilation system and vex. Again, even if the kids are getting the vaccine, why? To make adults? Remember, these are adults, these teachers. We don't feel safe if the kids don't have the vaccine. They never wanted to come back to the classroom. Like I said, video uh, cameras, recordings in classrooms, I don't see the big issue. Wouldn't teachers much rather just Zoom? I mean, think about it, right? They don't even have to leave their house. They can just record themselves, send it in, and boom, there you go. There's the whole day done. And again, I think if you actually had wall, te wall teachers were are, are actually in the classrooms, and you have the kids in there as well, if you have video recordings of it, let's see. You think teachers are then going to talk uh, you're down in Florida, the don't say gay bill. You think that they're going to talk about transgenderism and pansexual, however many genders and sexualities there are out there, guess what? That shouldn't be taught to children. Again, and you go back to the parental rights and education bill, well, again, it's between kindergarten and third grade. All these people who commented, they don't read the bill. They haven't read the seven 
page bill outlining that. Unfortunately for listeners, this program, we've gone over it plenty of times before. And I still encourage everybody to go and read the bill for yourselves. Again, don't take my word for it. It's right in the bill. Now, Clay Travis, earlier today, tweets, just to make it clear where we are, our government mandated 100% healthy people get COVID shots provided by for-profit companies or lose their jobs is now telling us one of the shots they told us to take isn't safe and has life-threatening side effects? He says, our government also told us two COVID shots would keep us from getting or spreading COVID, sought to ban anyone who suggested otherwise before later admitting it neither kept you from getting COVID or spreading COVID. Our government also told us it wasn't safe for our kids to go to school in person, even though kids have a statistically 0% risk from COVID, and that we all had to wear masks, including two-year-olds, even though there is no data at all to support masks making any of us safer. This fall, guess what? The government's going to go out and tell you, well, a fifth COVID shot, well, that'll solve all of it. And if you question any of this, you're labeled a conspiracy theorist who needs to be investigated by their allies in the mainstream media. As we always say in this program, the pathological, prolific, pathetic liars that they are in the mainstream media. You need to be doxxed and you need to be threatened with cancellation. That is to the point where we're at. So I don't know, folks, that's some pretty big news um, earlier today coming out of the FDA. Now, on the topic that we've... uh, really been highlighted all week when it comes to Roe v. Wade and the Supreme Court leak. Again, we really truly need to get down to the bottom of who leaked that. Because again, it was a Supreme Court justice or it was a clerk. I I really think that that's sort of where we're honing in right now because it came out of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's supposed to be as secretive as possible. Supposed to be very classified, very confidential. You can forget about that now. Again, we have one side of the aisle that doesn't play by the rules. If the Democratic Party could shred the Constitution, baby, you know that they would. How about this, though? Because now the the tolerant left, and they care so much about people. I like to call them the violent left because that's what they are. We saw rioting. We saw chaos. We saw anarchy on big major American cities all throughout summer of 2020. And guess what? The Democratic Party, what were they doing? They were fueling all of it on. They loved seeing all of it take place. How about this now? Uh, Earlier today, Fox News, liberal group calls for protests at conservative Supreme Court justices' homes, their own houses. Listen to this group, by the way. Left-wing activist groups planning to send protesters to the homes of conservative Supreme Court justices. That just sounds right. I mean, is this to the point where we've come now in this society where if something bad happens to the left, and again, you can look at you can look at conservatives all you want, but conservatives haven't, haven't changed their opinions when it comes to Roe v. Wade. We've always said that it's bad law. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the liberal icon, all women, and especially liberal women, they love RBG, the notorious RBG. You can blame her for the, for the conservative majority in the Supreme Court. She had a chance to retire when there was a Democrat president and a Democrat Senate. And guess what? Your little liberal icon there, she refused to do it. Then she was, oh, you saw her at the Kavanaugh confirmation. She's like, she's like laying down on her own shoulder. She's so 
out of commission. Should have retired a long time ago, folks, and she didn't. So the activist called, listen to this, by the way, Ruth Santos is their name. For one, no, she didn't. And for two, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg was pointing out Roe v. Wade is bad law. Oh, and I tell you what, we're going to go into that in a second here, too. But how about this? Uh, quote, our 6-3 extremist Supreme Court routinely issues rulings that hurt women, racial minorities, LGBTQ, plus ABCDEFG, and immigrant rights, the group's web website reads. Again, remember, this is Ruth Santos, they're called. We must rise up to force, they say, accountability using a diversity of tactics. Uh, Fox News is told there's a strong police president at the justices' home. Imagine that. Now you have to have police protecting Supreme Court justices' homes. Because again, this is what we're dealing with, folks. We're dealing with a violent left. They're communists. They're socialists. They don't care. And always with the Democratic Party. You always have to remember the ends justify the means. It doesn't matter how they got their way as long as they do get their way. They have to use violence. Oh, well, America's systemically racist and it's unfair anyway. So this is what has to happen. These are all the words they use. By the way, have you noticed that the way the Democratic politicians talk about abortions and women's rights, they're taking away our rights? No, no, no. They're talking about killing babies. Notice they never say, well, they're taking away our right to kill babies. No, they, they, they can't toss it up that way. No, then the American people might say, ooh, I don't know, it's kind of sick. And so anyway, um, and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, King Rhino, you know, well, uh, somebody, likely somebody inside the court itself, leaked a confidential brief to the press, stir up a pressure campaign. Whoever committed this lawless act knew exactly what it could, what it could bring about, right? Oh, oh, and um, I saw this picture, the other, I think I ha oh, I do have it here. There's literally this girl wearing a mask, obviously, of course, you know, 780 days of solid spread. Oh, by the way, today is the 900 and not, we have 990 days left to go, left to endure Joe Unity Biden administration. But anyway, this liberal woman who's wearing a mask is holding up a sign. And I'm not kidding you folks. It reads, I wish my mom had aborted me. That's what the left will do to you. That's what they do. They make you feel as though your life is absolutely worthless. There's no value in life at all. And it's so sad. Again, um, I think it was uh, uh, Benny Johnson, sort of prominent uh, conservative name on Twitter, that there should be, you know, we don't, we should just literally pray for a girl like this who thinks her life is that worthless. I mean, it's, it's totally disgusting. Earlier today, Jen Psaki, oh, Jen Psaki, who announced that she is now leaving the White House, right? And now we're going to have Karine Jean-Pierre to become White House press secretary. But got to get this in there. Make sure you get this. First, black and out LGBTQ person in the role. By the way, if you're not familiar with Karine Jean-Pierre, well, she was the, um, Deputy White House Press Secretary. And now, get this. This is in Propaganda News CNN, who reports on this news, right? Jean-Pierre's family includes her partner, who is uh, Suzanne Malveaux, who is literally 
a propaganda news CNN national correspondent. Okay, so do we really think that propaganda news CNN is actually going to hold this woman accountable? And I saw a, um, a video montage earlier today at Town Hall. This woman can't answer a single thing, but she's black and gay. So she'll be absolutely loved in the mainstream media, no matter how much of a bad job she does. And I predict she's going to be terrible. She can't answer a single thing. My goodness, she was taking an exam. She couldn't even bubble in little questions to answer them. That's how bad this woman's going to be. But because she's black and because she's gay as well, you oh, forget about it. No, and you can't criticize her or else you'll be uh, homophobic and you'll be racist as well. Almost guarantee that's coming our way. But Jen Psaki, so at her press conference though, Peter Ducey, Fox News reporter, only person that's ever going to hold uh, Jen Psaki accountable, quote, these activists, Ruth sent us, they posted a map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. Is that the sort of thing the president wants? She says this is her answer, and I'm not kidding you. I think the president's view is that there is a lot of passion. What? So you can go and protest in front of Supreme Court just Go to their house. Go to their own personal home and protest because you have passion. If you have passion, that's fine to do. Go and scare their children. Go and yell at them. Go and try to intimidate them. But it just make sure that there's passion involved in it. That's a disgusting comment from the White House. And then uh, she's asked, does Joe Unity Biden support any limits on abortion? Jen Psaki says, well, the president's made comments in the past, uh, and he stands by those comments, uh, and he stands by a woman's right to chew. So he says again, does the president support abortion until the moment of birth? And she has the exact same answer. So guess what that means, folks? Joe Unity Biden is now part of this radical, extreme, almost up to the point of birth, the president of the United States is supporting abortion? Folks, that is murder. These people are sick. They really are. And remember, back in 1982, New York Slimes, quote, the amendment, National Abortion Rights Action League, called the most devastating attack on abortion rights, cleared a major hurdle in the United States Senate, the Senate Judiciary Committee, March 1982. Support came not only from Republicans, but from 39-year-old second-term Democrat, you bet, Joe Unity Biden. So Biden back then was fine with states being allowed to chew, being allowed to legislate what's going to happen with abortion in their state. But now, now that he's controlled by the radical socialist base, now he's supporting abortion up until birth. It is disgusting. It is completely disgusting, folks. Now, on the topic of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, headline earlier today, or excuse me, it was yesterday in uh, Fox News. Listen to this now, and, I, and this is a very interesting case, by the way. Supreme Court leak confirms Ruth Bader Ginsburg precinct warning about Roe v. Wade. The uh, she's um, Ginsburg firmly advocated for women's access to abortion as a constitutional right, but even she was criticizing the way in which Roe v. Wade established that right. Should the court indeed strike down Roe v. Wade, it might vindicate Ginsburg's concerns about the decision. 1992, in a lecture at New York University, Ginsburg was warning 
about major judicial, get it right, Philip, shifts, citing Roe as an example. She says, quote, Measured motions seem to me right in the main for constitutional as well as common law adjudication. Doctrinal limbs too swiftly shaped experience teaches may prove unstable. The most prominent example in recent decades is Roe v. Wade. Ginsburg noted Roe struck down far more than the specific Texas criminal abortion statute at issue in the case. She says, quote, suppose the court had stopped there rightly declaring unconstitutional the most extreme brand of law in the nation and had not gone on, as the court did in Roe, to fashion a regime blanketing the subject, a set of rules that displaced virtually every state law then in force. A less encompassing Roe, one that merely struck down the extreme Texas law and went no further on that day, I believe, and I will summarize why, might have served to reduce rather than fuel controversy controversy ginsburg contrasted roe v wade with a case that never received a full hearing at the court which was called struck v secretary of defense i don't think a lot of people are familiar with the case it's actually pretty interesting in that case the air force tried to discharge a female air force captain because she became pregnant now although the captain's performance as a manager and nurse was exemplary Air Force regulations required a woman who got pregnant leave the service or get an abortion. Captain refused to get an abortion for religious reasons, instead arranging to have her child get adopted. The Air Force sought to discharge her. She challenged the move in the court. After the Supreme Court agreed to hear the case, the Air Force made an exception and allowed her to remain in the service. The captain argued, quote, that the Air Force regime differentiated invidiously um, by allowing uh, males who become fathers but not females who become mothers to remain in service and by allowing women who had undergone abortions but not women who delivered infants to continue their military careers. So Ginsburg drew two conclusions from the case. First, that, quote, if even the military... An institution not known for avant-garde policy had taken to providing facilities for abortion, then was not a decision of Roe's muscularity unnecessary? And second, that if the court had considered this alternate case, it might have concluded that disadvantageous treatment of women because of of her pregnancy and reproductive choice is a paradigm case of discrimination on the basis of sex. Ginsburg went on to contrast the court's landmark decision in Roe with a slew of decisions from 1971-1982 in which the court struck down a series of state and federal laws that differentiated explicitly on the basis of sex. Rather than creating a new philosophy of law and imposing it on the nation immediately, quote, the court in effect opened a dialogue with the political branches of government. She says, in essence, the court instructed Congress and state legislatures rethink ancient positions on these issues. The ball, one might say, Ginsburg said this, by the way, was tossed by the justices back into the legislature's court where the political forces of the day could operate. So see there, folks, this whole Ruth sent us sending people, sending protesters to 
to Supreme Court Justice's house. So ridiculous because here's Ruth Bader Ginsburg who was literally warning Roe v. Wade is bad law and that it should go to the state legislatures. Have the states decide on abortion. But I tell you what, folks, the left will never get that. And again, I think it's pretty sick that Joe Unity Biden, the president of the United States, is, is, is supporting abortion up until birth. And remember, this is a guy who says he's a devout Catholic. Yeah, okay. Really believe him, folks. It's unbelievable. Anyway, today is the 780th day of slowing the spread. The Joe Unity Biden administration now has 990 days left to go. Thanks, as always, for listening, folks. Back here tomorrow. Have a great night.